Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. I'm not going to lie, I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. This is Dirt and Sprague. Inbound to Grant. Desperation three for the time. He it in the tie the game. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Sprague. Final few seconds. What's this going to do with it? Driving left side. Pose for three. Pete's the puzzle. Flashbacks of the Sacramento game all over again. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Thursday, everybody. What is evident? Good morning, good morning. You better be careful. What's going on out there? If you uh, if you tell me to get on a treadmill, I'm going to kick you out of the show. You're banned forever. <laughs> no, you're done with treadmills. It's over. The days are done. No, if you tell me to get you on a treadmill, I to... will kick you out of the show. You need to be on a treadmill. Uh, get out of the show. You're out. Go. <laughs> get rejected. Out. Get out of here. What's wrong with treadmills? Who's telling you to get on a treadmill? Are you getting called fat? Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I got no clue what you're talking oh, about. Oh, this is great. I got Schultz, no idea. Do you know what I'm talking about Abs- yesterday? Absolutely not. I'm like, no clue. Oh, hell, yeah. Why do you not want to be on a treadmill? This <laughs> is a nice reminder that I live in a bubble of yes. basketball and like I'm nowhere placed in reality of America. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. It took a second. It's too early in the morning to throw one like that at me. Well, if you didn't see it or hear about this Phoenix and Dallas were playing. This has become quite the little rivalry because Dallas has kind of made Phoenix their bitch. Mm. And uh, Phoenix, you know, they they they're on a hot streak right now. Going into last night's game, they had won six in a row. They're beating Dallas last night in, I believe it was Dallas. I think it was in Dallas. I think it was in Dallas. Yes. Uh, and there was a Phoenix Suns fan <laughs> in attendance, sitting rows away from the court. And he kept screaming at Luca, and finally he said, "Luca, you tired? Why don't you get on a treadmill?" And Luca had him ejected from the game, and they came down and ushered him out. Good. Soft, soft, good, good. We're gooding that for Jordan Schultz. Get that? Out of you here. can't. You can't. Uh, you can't right. what? You, you can't what? Call you, him fat, Schultzy. I, I think that he didn't even say fat. No, he said, no get no, on no, a treadmill. There, there's a level. I think yelling, ah, oh, you're fat, you're fat. But then getting personal with the insult, it's obvious that the, he, if you're just going to keep repeating yourself until you want a reaction, like I get it. Saying it once or twice, there's probably the, nothing's going to come of that. But when you're just hammering it and hammering it, you're drawing something. You want something to happen. You want to go viral. So we got what he wanted. You're out of here, kid. <laughs> That got very intense really early in the morning. I'm stunned. I thought if anybody at the fan would be like, what a soft little bitch. Fans' rights matter. Yes. Fans' rights matter. I would have thought it would have been you. I would have laid a decent sum of money that if anybody was going to defend the fan 
and call the players soft, I would have laid my money on Schultz. I would have too. That would have been my bet this morning. I am stunned. You have zagged when I thought you were going to zig. I, I think- guess it's just because I love Luca and I feel like he gets a little too much S. So it's like, dude, he's amazing. Why you think are- Luca gets too much S? I mean, he's, he's a little li- junky. There if we're go. being honest, he is a little chunky. Uh, but, but he could be in better shape. It's okay to acknowledge that. He's not Zion. <laughs> we're good. No, he's not Zion, but that's like saying you're not Pablo Sandoval. It doesn't mean you're not out of shape. Okay. Well, There's different varying levels of being out of shape. <laughs> I, I'm not as fat as somebody who's 450 pounds. I'm not in shape. I'm fat, too. I get But it. there's different levels of fat. Well, he's what? Still 23, 24? <laughs> Maybe if he's closer to 30, we're worried about this. But, you know, hopefully Mark Cuban and the Mavs can get him. I mean, he's going to be fine. But he's yeah, definitely, a he's a little portly. It's okay to be a little portly. It's all right. Here's what I think we need at these games. We cannot allow NBA players or any athlete in general okay. to just be like the judge, jury, and executioner here. Because you could get somebody that has thin skin that's like, I want that guy gone, when what they said wasn't even that bad overall. Sure. Now, there are definitely a lot of fans who cross the line, and those fans deserve to get tossed out of games. I want like a three-person panel at every arena. And you got to go up as the fan. The player can complain. Say, this guy This guy said, I need a treadmill. And then the security can grab him. And you go talk to the three-person panel. Mm. And they say, what did you say to the athlete, sir? Let's check the tape. And he says, I say, you need to get on a treadmill, Luca, because you're a little portly. And then they can rule fair, foul, over the line, not over the line. You can stay in the ballgame. Uh, Luca did not like that this was tweeted out last night. He, he found out after offended. the game. He was very upset. I guess this fan had been yelling at him the whole game. So it was like... It was just compounding quarter after quarter after moment after moment. That was the final thing. Uh, To your panel suggestion, Mm -hmm. I need an independent arbitrator. Can I I give a response to this? I'm not upset by it. What if... What if instead of ejecting the fan, that fan probably paid a lot of money for that seat. That was a very close seat. He was yes. six, seven rows from the court. To a Suns-Mav game in Dallas with everybody playing in the lineup, that's it, an expensive it, ticket. Yeah, it, it sure it sure is. What if instead of ejecting somebody, because, like, I get it, you're constantly hearing somebody scream at you. I, I'd argue they that's sports. Yeah. Um. What if instead of ejecting somebody, what if we took them and they had a punishment of they had to sit a full five minutes of a quarter at a very top of the of the 300 level seat? You have like a bonus row up top for bad fan behavior. It's like a penalty box for yeah, a couple of minutes. It's, it's like a pseudo penalty box. Hey, you are sitting eight rows from the court. It's a great seat. You can see how big and tall and fast and athletic these guys are. <laughs> you are being too unruly. We are going to remove you, and you will sit at the very top behind the hoop in the (laughs) top-level row for five minutes of real game time. You're going to watch Ants play basketball for a half of a quarter. Yes, and you will be allowed to come back, but if you strike two... Uh, What's next? You are ejected. Okay, then we're just so we don't get a third strike. What's the third strike? It's ain't baseball. One two, you're out, baby. Yeah, One two punch. Boom boom. Basketball. See you later. Yes. <laughs> two T's and you're out. See, there's like varying levels to this, Schultz, right? Like there was once a listener many, many years ago who said that when I was going on vacation, he wished that my plane would crash. He didn't like me as a radio host. Whoa. Right? There's there's levels That's to deep. this. That's too far. There's also a lot of listeners in the modern day who make fun of my hairline. And I would argue, rightfully so, I deserve to be made fun of for my hairline. I'm okay. I I would argue that's not actually a proper way to view that. (laughs) I'm okay looking in the mirror and acknowledging that I got issues with my hairline. There are levels to this, right? Like, if you're saying things to Luka Doncic that are incredibly offensive, yeah, you deserve to go, man. You can't cross that line. Get on a treadmill. That's like the friendliest way to tell somebody they're fat. It really is the friendliest. That's like a good poll question. Is telling somebody, <laughs> get on a treadmill, the friendliest way to say you're fat. Like okay. if I walk out of the building today and somebody says to me, hey, dirt, when you get home, I just jump on a treadmill. I would probably chuckle and say, yeah, probably should. I, I feel like you guys have a legit point here. However, I just, I, you, as you said, Sprague, it was repeatedly throughout the game. So, so he did. He kept saying something. This he just constantly was like, Luca, Luca, <laughs> this treadmill, was a- treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> so I champion you guys. If there was a texter or a commenter 
that did the same thing on a particular show yeah. saying something negative, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, like every two minutes, like, ah, hey, Baldy, look at that hairline. Oh, Balder McBalder said <laughs> two minutes later, oh, effing bald guy. Why is he hosting a show just laying it on you like a Sunday oh, every man. two minutes? Yeah. I feel like by the end of the show. You think I would snap? Yeah, you not snap, but you'd be blocking the dude. Be like, all right. I can't look at this anymore, and <laughs> rightfully so on Luca's part. I think by that point, it's like, okay, that is a proper reaction. Yeah. Get the hell out of the. I game. I cannot speak for my co-host. I don't know what he does on the text machine. He Baldy also McBalderson. <laughs> he also knows I'm not on it very much in the show. Yeah, I don't believe this is the show that does that. No, I'm, I don't block people that for what, calling me bald. Those okay. are those are different <laughs> shows on the fan that block numbers in people. And um, I got thick skin, man. You can make fun of me all you want. Oh, I, yeah. if, you have to be able to make fun of yourself in life and acknowledge. Like when people, this is the good advice for anybody who's young. If you ever get bullied, don't fight back. Yeah, fighting back makes it worse. If you laugh at yourself, you got to go be uh, be rabbit eight mile. Mm. Right, I'm, I live in a trail park. I'm poor. You take all the ammunition. A trail park, yeah, trail park. <laughs> you make fun right of up yourself. Johnson Creek. <laughs> it's right, right there, dude. I live in a trail, right there. It's all on a trail. If you make fun of yourself, it's hard to make fun of you because you don't take anything personally. Here, tell these people something they don't know about me. Oh, <laughs> exactly. God, what a great moment in a movie. It's a great an all-timer right there. It really was. There's always a good one to have in your back pocket if you're a kid growing up. It's like, ah, don't throw facts at me as if they're insults. It's from American Dad. It's funny. (laughs) And the kid insulting you would be like, huh? Oh, uh, okay. Takes a second uh, to think about. Radio's an interesting industry to to work in. I've I've noticed throughout the years, and I, I think it's probably been, there's been some more recent ones lately. The people who tend to like... Not make fun of dirt, but they'll do the 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 weight jab thing. I don't know if they should be throwing the stones. There's <laughs> some people that have some pounds are gaining, and it's clear like they're not exercising as much. And it's like, oh, dirt, you're chubby, as they're eating a croissant. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't know if you should be saying anything. You pound a couple extra cheeseburgers at the end of your day. Also, I found it interesting just from a psychological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, therapy makes me think about things in ways I I'd never thought of them. I, I'm fascinated by just your, like, full-on, yeah, I deserve it. Say what you want about my hairline. Why do you deserve to have people I mean, say deserve, something mean about your hairline? Deserve is not the right word, but okay. when you're pointing out the issues with my hairline, you're pointing out facts. But you're pointing out something that you're probably already aware of. Yeah, I mean, I don't right? get it. What I'm saying is I don't get offended by it because well, I, I know, know I'm going yeah. bald. And it's a slow process. Well, was the guy giving... I haven't seen him. I haven't seen this video yet or him being kicked out. Was the guy giving Luca S for being a little chubby, telling him to get on a treadmill, was he himself a svelte, like, He wasn't, like, svelte, but he didn't look very big. I just saw saw him getting walked up the stairs. It it, it was hard to get a full picture. He wasn't obviously chubby. I mean, he had some layers. He kind of looked like me. Would have been hilarious if he was, though. See, that... It's like, well... Just like a super 350 bills. (laughs) You fat ass, Luca! (laughs) Join me, Luca! Get on a treadmill! I dare you! <laughs> See, that I'm okay with. That just makes it hilarious. Wouldn't it be funny if Luka Doncic, like a fan club was created for Luka Doncic, and it was fat people on treadmills. They join up every Tuesday and run on a treadmill <laughs> But they for wear Luka jerseys. Yeah. It's like their thing. They're like, we're the Luka treadmill guys. Luka. <laughs> now we're talking. This is a good business idea. Uh, did you guys ever encounter any commentary from fans in your life have you ever had a moment like that i had one moment uh, and it was it was like one of my only shining moments of my very garbage ass athletic career i don't think i ever did because i think the only sport that that's applicable in is basketball like in football, you're too far away from like in high school football, especially. There's yeah, but a track sometimes they can stands. chant stuff in the stands. Yeah, we didn't you get a lot, student base. We didn't get a lot of that mm. in baseball. I mean, nobody goes to high school baseball. No, games, not so. a soul. You're goes not, to high school you're not getting heckled at a high school baseball game. That's not happening. I don't. Is there pressure? I mean, I don't mean this to be offensive to any listeners. I'm already out there. offended. I'm already offended by the line of this questioning. Where do you think I'm going with it? <laughs> is there any pressure playing high school baseball? No. Is there any pressure <laughs> coaching high school baseball? Oh. Nobody's watching. Ooh. 
A tree falls in the woods and nobody hears it. Did it actually fall? I mean, you know, there's a timber, but nobody's yelling it. <laughs> Considering my old baseball coach was our health teacher, no, there's no pressure mm. whatsoever. I mean, it's a good gig. Baseball coach yeah. is a good gig. Good gig. You usually get a good spring break trip with your team, oh, right? Yeah. If you're funded well enough, yep. you can go somewhere like Arizona or Palm Springs for a week. You're just kind of sitting on a bucket. There's not a lot of activity. You don't Spitting have seeds. You don't have to come up with an entire playbook, right? Yeah. You got a general strategy and philosophy, come up with some signs. That's about it. Do a little ground ball. Hit some ground ball. You got a fungo. You're hitting some ground balls. Dude, baseball coach is the dream. What's the percentage of high school baseball coaches that are putting any amount of dip in during the game and trying to get away with it? 62%. 62% of the high school baseball coaches? 62% of the coaches. I'll never forget this. When we were were doing like a pre-baseball season weightlifting, you know, just kind of get ready to go. And there was this one player that would not stop openly. I mean, I don't know if he was 18 or whatever, but was just sitting there almost spitting on the mat. It's In the like, gym? Yes. Oh. That's disgusting. And, oh. and he would, like, miss his cup. And the coach was like, hey, clean that up, Effer. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And he would just not stop talking about, oh, you know, I'm dipping. And, oh, you know, this guy dips. You know, that guy dips. I'm like, uh, you're going to have cancer someday. That All was right. the, the. Well, why would you see? That's yeah, meaner see? than get on a treadmill. Get out. I, I want you out of the game, Schultze. Out of the game. You've been ejected. That's yeah. too far. It's rude. And it's not necessary. Why did you have to say that? Because I didn't I didn't say it out loud. It was my it was my thought process. There was nothing like, worse than the offseason baseball workout of like, do I really need this? Do I really do I really need this? Uh did you see the hockey guy a few like a month and a half ago? Um he was calling a game and he picked up his I did analyst see that. cup. Because he was going for a drink of water, it was the spit cup. Yeah, the oh, the God. color guy's spit cup, and, and he, he picked he it up. like actually <laughs> drank some of it, and he didn't miss a beat on the broadcast. He kept going. Yeah, he he didn't throw up and like have to remove himself. We used to have a host at this station. I would see his spit cup, and I can't tell you how much I hated it. I think I know. Who you're no judgments about. at all. Sure, feel free to put the dip, and I that's your business. But like they would spit in the cup. And I, I would like see it, and they'd be like right next to the microphone, <laughs> and I would just be so grossed out. Oh, like, what are we doing? Have you ever talked on a mic after somebody that, that dips? The, the mic is covered. in Oh, it's covered in stuff. This it is smells. one of the best things we've ever done. This company screws a lot of stuff up, but getting us our own little mic condoms. Oh, I was so jacked about that. Is one of the yeah. be- we used to all share the same mic oh, condom. He used and to come that's... in and see Rop spittle all over it. I'm like, oh, he'd God. have like beard hair stuck in the front of it, and it's like, what, 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 what? Because well, Rop is a put his mouth on the he is mic he, guy. He makes out with the microphone. He does. Some people have different uh, styles to do this, and uh, I'm glad we have our own mic cover. So. Yeah. You didn't give us your fan story, though. You said you were heckled as a player. Oh, yeah. David Douglas, our first uh, conference game. This was me coming off of a 3-0 start to our high school basketball season after proclaiming in our school paper we were making the playoffs. <laughs> You're feeling good? So we're 3-0. Yeah. I'm averaging like 19 a game at this point. I'm feeling good, right? Going to David Douglas. We are up probably 17 to like 4. Oh, good start. I'm getting razzed by the crowd. <laughs> I come off a corner screen. I'm in the corner. I'm right in front of the student section. They're razzing me over a little acne. I hit a three, and I turn, and I just put my finger on my mouth, and it shut the F up, and I ran down. We were up 20 to four. They called timeout. We lost by 26 points. We didn't win another game the rest of the season. But in that moment, that felt so good. In that moment of the the 20 points, I had 12 of the 20. Oh, it felt so good. Shh, shh, shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. And guess what? They did. I nailed the three. It's like a 40-point turnaround, man. What the hell went wrong? Park Rose. Uh, Pride of Park Rose, baby. That'll happen. Go Broncos. Uh, We got a busy show today. We got two guests. Uh, I'll tee it up, let you know who they are. We will talk about the Blazers' big win. We had a li- we heard it from a listener last night about DeAndre Ayton. So we'll talk about the Blazers, who can't be stopped right now. Somebody break up the Blazers! Jim Harbaugh hired by the Chargers. Got a lot of NFL playoff stuff to get into. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Thursday on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Well, pretty excited to be in this morning doing a radio show. I, uh, I want to thank you both for that opening segment. I... Um, I almost started it by being very honest and probably too awkward for the start of a radio program, and so that was a much better avenue, I think, to take the show. It's a little early. It's a little early to get uncomfortable. It is, but you know me. I love to live in the uncomfortable. Yes, I, you do. I was going to go on a 12-minute rant about how how much I've had uh, five- to ten-minute panic attacks every day for about three weeks. Because you're leaving soon. I am almost gone. And I'm very happy. I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am for you and your wife. Yeah. You being gone for eight weeks. And I'm excited. Schultz's going to be in the chair. Ortner's going to be in the chair. Fisher's going to be hanging out. Swag's going to hang. I'm excited. I think the show's going to be a little different and fun. A rotating panel of new dirts. Also, not seeing you for eight weeks, I had I've been having many panic attacks. So, uh, well, we'll do some fun stuff on YouTube so I can see your ugly face every once in a while. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh officially the Charger coach. Breaking news, big news yesterday. They did it. It's not big news. You don't think it's big news? We've known this like before Michigan's yeah. season was done. Well, no, no, right? no, I'm not. It's not that he's going to the NFL. It's that the Chargers actually did it. They actually made a good hire. Mm. They did the right thing. They did make a good hire. Yes, I think that they did. I'm. I keep. Uh, I. I'm not trying to like be contrarian guy to the narrative because I, I think you and I have talked this out. Harbaugh's obviously his pedigree, his track record, everything suggests successful guy. Mm-hmm. He knows football. I just keep coming back in the in my brain. I said this a little yesterday, but I'll add to it today. I just thought the Sean Payton thing in year one was going to pop so much more. And even though I I don't put him on this platform of some of the elite coaches uh, right now, I just, it's, he's got a good reputation. The Saints, he revitalized that organization with Breeze. And that was like so much worse than I thought it would be. And I don't know where he'll go year two. But I'm, I am wondering just how different the landscape of the league. Think about the league when he coached the Niners. Mm Mm-hmm. And now think about the league now. And I I just wonder where he's at in his life. And we've noted, jokingly, but also like being honest, he's kind of a weirdo. Totally a weirdo. And Herbert's a very quiet guy, but how that relationship's going to go, like I assume it's going to be okay. But I also can't help but think about some of those things. Like, what, Where are the negatives to this? Because... If you're saying it's a slam dunk, that means they're going to get a Super Bowl to me. Yeah. So you're always kind of trying to find little poking holes in the theories. I mean, I think the negative is they got to figure out their cap situation because they're in cap hell. They're going to have to make some really tough financial choices this offseason. That's the negative situation facing the Chargers. I see the point on Peyton. Here's here's where I disagree, though. One, I think it's there's a big difference between being out of coaching, and Peyton wasn't out for that long, obviously. It was a very short amount. What was he gone for? One year? How, how many? I think it was well, one yeah, or two, year years. Or two years. Yeah. So it wasn't very long. But I do think there's a difference between continuing to coach and taking time completely off and just doing the media circuit and staying in the grind. Um, the, the, the other part of it is, and I, I saw this from Mike Greenberg, ironically, yesterday, and it wasn't even yesterday. It was a video from December, and he talked about how he was at a funeral within the last six months, kind of over the summer, of a mutual friend that him and Jim Harbaugh had. And he was just chatting with Jim at the, at the funeral, 
and they were talking about the modern NFL and how much the league has evolved and how exciting all these young quarterbacks are. And Jim Harbaugh, this according to Greenberg, he said Jim Harbaugh went on for like 10 minutes unsolicited about the quarterback he thinks the best in the NFL, and it yeah. is Justin Herbert. It's Herbert, yeah. So th- this, to me, is the big difference, and it's why Jim Harbaugh took this job, not the Atlanta job, not the whatever Chicago job, whatever job he was on. I know Chicago didn't fire their coach. It's because he wanted a franchise quarterback. Sean Payton doesn't have a franchise quarterback in Denver. If the Broncos had Justin Herbert last year, do we think their season goes a little bit differently? I would argue yes. I know he ended up getting hurt, but Russell Wilson just clearly is not the guy anymore, especially with what they're paying him. doesn't mean he can't be serviceable, but they're paying him way too much money. That's the problem in Denver. And I think Jim Harbaugh was smart enough to look at it. The last handful of off-seasons, he's had multiple chances to go to the NFL. Almost went last year. Almost went to Denver last year. And he said, ah, dude, if Russell Wilson doesn't turn it around, that's my tenure. He didn't seem very sold on Russell Wilson, at least the optics of it. Or, you know, that's the other part of this, Dirt, is uh, he interviewed for the Viking job two years ago, backed out last minute, Kevin yep. O'Connell. The Raiders noise was there. Russell in Denver last year. I don't know how much of that is him looking at Russell Wilson, looking at the situation. Because Denver's a great organization. Uh, they've been one of the best run organizations basically my entire life, our entire lives. Extremely rich new owners. Yes, I yeah, got new owners like that. That They're never going to be down, I think, too long mm-hmm. as an organization to always find their way back up. But I don't know how much of that was him evaluating Russell Wilson or saying, McCarthy, Corum, my entire offensive line, defense, stud DC. Haven't won a playoff Sharon game yet. Moore. Yeah, yeah, like actually finishing the job as a Michigan man. If I die... Just say I'm a Michigan man. Like, he right. just said that. I, I don't know how much of that was NFL situations versus I'm going to go win a national championship for my alma mater, mm-hmm. and then I'll feel okay consciously to leave, and they'll be in a good spot, and I can move on to my thing. Here's the tough – I think there's there's probably truth in both of those camps, and it was a combination of the two. The reality is in modern NFL, like, if you get hired as a head coach, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to last. It just isn't going to work. And I, how many coaches over the years have learned this? Nick Saban learned this in Miami. Mike Riley, when he went to the NFL, learned this, even though he wanted to go a different route at that position. You have to have that position solved, and then you can work from there. And if you don't have it solved, like Sean Payton is the great example of this. If Denver moves on from Russell Wilson this offseason, we'll see if they eat the money, try and trade him, cut him. I don't know what their plan's going to be, but they benched him at the end of the season, which is a clear indicator that they don't think he's the quarterback of the future. So you're going you're to draft a guy likely or try and go find somebody on the free agent market. You might miss the playoffs again next year. What's Sean Payton's reality going into year three? All of a sudden, it's, ah, might be time for a change. Might be time to find a new coach. These guys don't get six, seven years to build something out, find their franchise quarterback, slowly develop them, make sure we get all the right calls along the way. You have to have that thing solved. And yeah. this is where I think I'm ultimately excited is I expected the Chargers to screw this up and hire, like, Pete Carroll. And Jim Harbaugh goes on somewhere else, becomes a head coach of the Falcons, wherever it might be. Really? Even with all the noise we've I did, talked I about just, It's the weeks. Chargers, dude. It's the Chargers. I know, but They are just, one of the worst-run organizations. They left a city that loved them to I go know. to a city that doesn't care about them. You tell me this. Last night, did it not go through your— I honestly, <laughs> I was thinking about this doing some show prep after he was announced— because they had all these tweets, we got him. Who's got it better than us? <laughs> Nobody! <laughs> Which I still love that. Uh, I was I was legitimately went through my head. I said, you know who should be happiest right now? San Diego. San Diego should, San Diego should be rejoicing in, hey, we still got our quarterback, and now we finally got a coach. <laughs> if you can get those two things settled, everything else will fall in place in the NFL. And I think they will now for the Chargers, and this was a home run hire. I want to uh, I want to carry this over. We'll get to the Blazers coming up here at six forty five. We'll dive into the NFL playoffs. I got some interesting things I want to get to in the NFL playoff picture. Uh, so before we do that, I want to carry this over and I want to ask, what? Okay, will he win a Super Bowl in your mind? Like, do you mm. really see the Chargers breaking through here? The division's really difficult. Yes, it is. And let's add to it the effects, the aftermath of Harbaugh leaving the B one G. Especially now that Oregon and Washington are in it with USC and UCLA, what's the impact to Michigan? It appears they're hiring Sharon Moore. So, like, how does that set up the landscape of the old B1G? So, we'll kind of talk about all those things coming up next. But first, Schultz with the sports update. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. You know, one underrated thing about coaching sixth grade girls basketball is they're going to hate the team name that you choose for them. What'd you pick? Wolves. We're playing like a pack of wolves. <laughs> We're biting ankles. We're all taking turns. We're there for each other. A, pa- a pack of wolves is a solid, that's a solid unit. That's pretty good. They wanted herons. The herons? When you see a heron, I love herons. Herons are beautiful, majestic <laughs> animals. But when you see them, they're always alone, they standing are. and waiting for frogs and snakes. Awkward, long legs. Yeah. It's, uh, not intimidating whatsoever. And last year, I gave them the, the rights to pick the name. They chose the worst possible name. So I'm like, I'm no. taking reins of this. You it's can't, the wolves. You can't do that. You can't let kids pick colors or names. No. My nephew's basketball team did this. My brother's helping out coaching, and they asked them what color their jersey, like what color you guys want. They picked pink and light blue. Oh, you can pick your uniform colors? I think they had some lawyer that, like, sponsored the team. He was like, hey, I'll get you guys jerseys for the year. Pink and light blue. Pink and light blue. It's awful. It's not a good combination. No. It's like opposite of like you, you, they look like cotton candy running yeah, around out there like who put you in charge why you, do we let the kids call were you trying to do like the miami vice uniform like i don't the, even think they know, know what the, miami no, vice they is they yeah. just thought no, let's yeah, be exactly. funny and cho- choose pink and light blue i tried to do a break at the end of practice last night one two three wolves and then we all howl they weren't down for that <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! you need tim taylor out there with you if you're gonna be the wolf yeah you're right i do <laughs> the silver hey. the silver fox let's get that let's get the wolf costume out at your first home game this needs to happen. We got a wolf mascot costume. I have a parent that wants to do pregame warm-up music. <laughs> yes. If you add a wolf mascot. <laughs> with a wolf dancing around. We better not lose if that happens. <laughs> the cockiest, awful team to ever exist. You want me to come be the, the entrance guy? You want me to lead you out onto the court with some glow sticks? <laughs> you know, my wolf costume. Uh, Harbaugh to the Chargers is a done deal. Sharon Moore to Michigan feels like a done deal. We'll keep you updated if it's not. Uh, but higher internally, I get it. He understands the program. He's helped build it up. Totally get it. He also won some big games this year too. He actually, they basically won the title without Harbaugh. He this won year. half of their games. Uh, what What is the? Okay, first of all, Kevin Clark, one of the great writers of the NFL, tweets out the Los Angeles Chargers with Jim Harbaugh are going to win a Super Bowl in the next four years. I'm okay with that. Do you buy it? Would you buy it or sell it? Uh, I mean, it's so damn hard to win a Super Bowl. I, I'm well aware. But if Lions I haven't done it, if I were putting, yeah, if I were putting money on it, I would say that he would. I, the, I think it's easy to forget. And, and to your point, maybe the NFL's changed and he's lost his step. But he's won at every level he's been. He's been an elite coach at literally every stop he's ever been at. For sure. The 49ers were in the abyss. They, they had no hope. They had no dreams. Their number one overall pick's career was basically done. And Alex Smith, Mike Singletary was pulling his pants down at halftime. That was as bad as things had been in a long time for the 49ers organization. He came in and they went 13-3 and in year one and went to the NFC title game. It is to my lifetime. As a somebody who understands sports, it's still to my lifetime the single most surprising season of any sports team I've ever cared about. Go back and look at that roster. Too. They were seven and nine with <laughs> Troy Smith. Yes, and they fired him. They bring in Harbaugh. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Maybe it'll be good in two or three years. Year one, right out of the gate, thirteen and three. And if Kyle Williams can catch a punt, the Niners go to that Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Right. And then I don't know if they win it, but like they were that close. And then you went to the Super Bowl the next year, and then you went back to the NFC title game and played basically the Super Bowl in that game against Seattle because those were the two best teams in the NFL that year. Yep. That turnaround was remarkable. I don't know if it's going to happen that quickly because Patrick Mahomes is in your division. And as I highlighted in the last segment, there's a lot of cap hell that you got to navigate through. But I think he understands what is most important in winning, and that is play at the line of scrimmage, being physical, establishing a culture. He does that everywhere. The last guy that they hired to be their head coach had one year experience being a coordinator in the COVID NFL season he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams and they hired Brandon Staley who had like three years earlier was coaching at like James Madison as an outside linebacker coach that's who they hired we liked it though in the minute when we, hey he goes forward on fourth down like we there was a moment yeah. where we liked Staley I like the aggressiveness and then he kept charging he went too far yeah he went too charging and he clearly was in over his head he yes. did just he couldn't ha- some guys just can't hack it as a head coach and you can't go to the further end of the spectrum from that to Harbaugh you're you're not you're certainly not wrong in that regard Guard. Um, the Big Ten thing, though, was fascinating. The, yeah, and that's what I, I wanted to get to that before we get to the Blazers here. The, the Big Ten fallout of all of this, because Ohio State clearly got the memo. We've been dominated by our rival. They yep. just won the title. This is unacceptable. I cannot believe I'm saying that out loud, that they, their seasons are unacceptable. 11-1 and one is inexcusable, man. <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. You have a college football thing you want to get to later, and I think it's we're kind of hint, hitting at it of just like, how unrealistic a lot of this is, they're all in. They, I mean, they are loaded. They are as loaded a roster as you find in the sport. Yes. They might come in number one for a lot of people. They're definitely a top three ranked team for most. After that, it's is it still Michigan? Like, does Michigan... I think you give them the benefit of the doubt you give for them a that year. Benefit? Okay. See what they do without McCarthy, Corum. A lot of guys are gone. Like, let's see what you can do. But there's an aspect of... I want to see somebody knock them down before I knock them down myself. Well, because I'm looking at this landscape here. Harbaugh gone. I don't know what Sharon Moore. I mean, he did win some games, but like sure. it's one thing to fill in; it's another to like do it yeah. year round. And now you got to replace all that talent. Uh, I don't know what Jed Fish at UW will be. Ohio State, Michigan, maybe Jonathan can make Michigan State feisty. I I kind of look at this, and you can go check the tape when. Uh, you know, all the Pac-10 stuff demise happened. We were doing the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this, and I, I have a clip. We used it as a promo, and I'm like, you think you're going to go in there and win? <laughs> and, like, I've already flipped the opinion and said that was a stupid guy in that moment. <laughs> Who was that idiot? Well, I just, I'm kind of wondering if you're looking at this, all of this pressure on Ryan Day next year, Oregon's coming in. I, I'm just kind of wondering, is Dan Lanning looking at this conference, kind of licking his chops, like, kind of set up for us right now this is perfect timing for everything I mean I think if you asked in August what programs intimidate you and scare you that can acquire talent on your level and should be able to go toe-to-toe with you on most years the list wasn't very long you were looking at the time Washington because of what they were doing Lincoln Riley at USC who's also coming to the conference Ohio State Michigan are definitely in that and then Penn State. I mean, those were those were your five that you kind of maybe you get an Iowa, maybe there's a Wisconsin. To your point, maybe there's a Michigan State, but year in and year out, acquiring talent and winning at a high the same level. Same teams. Those yeah. are the only five right. that that did any sort of scaring to me. You've now at least for a short term crossed Washington off that list. Maybe they get back, but that's going to be a total overhaul. There's a pause there for there's, sure. There's a pause. Yep. Maybe in two three years they're back, yep. but there's a you know, cross them off the list for now. <laughs> And we'll see. Maybe in August or September and October, we will look at Michigan without Jim Harbaugh and no J.J. McCarthy and all the guys they're mm-hmm. replacing. They get off to a rough start. They have a brutal schedule next year, too, by the way. Their portal window just opened with this Harbaugh departure, too. They get 30 days, the team does. The kids can choose to stay and play for Sharon Moore, or they can depart and see what's out there on the NIL market. And I think there's a decent chance that Michigan takes a step back. Now, I'm not going to predict it. I'm not saying you knock them down yet, but I think there's a chance that that happens. And so if that's the case for Oregon, they they get Texas in non-conference. So you have to play the Longhorns. You play USC. You go to Washington in October. It's by Michigan State. We'll see how good they are. They play Oregon in November. Michigan and then, State's not going to be ready this year. Probably not. not and then year. you get Ohio State at the end of the year. I mean, that's a much more difficult schedule next year than what they were dealing with the last two years, playing literally nobody in non-conference, starting with Texas in, in Week 2. And if that is the case, that's a huge boost for Oregon, man, and eventually Washington if they could get their stuff together mm-hmm. because you're eliminating some of these threats and there will probably be more dominoes to fall in the years to come. Uh, quickly on this, you mentioned a team, and it's hilarious that you said this, and my brain went, oh, yeah. There's really no noise or anybody talking about USC. No. The Lincoln-Riley thing, he had one down year, and it was just like, all right, we're out. Caleb Williams is gone. Your defense sucked. Prove me wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that, it's certainly a fair thing to say when we look at it that way. But I just, I'm not even trying to say that USC is going to shock the world this year and win the Big Ten. I just, it's funny when we talk about this, you said USC. And I was, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hey. still have Lincoln Riley there. Well, what about right. Ohio State, too? Oh, wait, I am not scared of Bill O'Brien at all. I think the Ducks are going to handle that Here, offense. Here's my only thing. Bill O'Brien. I don't know, it's the offense isn't what you got to be worried about with Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State's defense. It's their defense. They got all those D linemen back, man. I uh, know. And they added Caleb Downs, who is the best player in the portal. That that defense yeah. is loaded. So you're not wrong, but I, everybody knows that. They're selling this Ryan Day hiring Bill O'Brien as like, the offense is going to be remade. <laughs> no. Well, they, they they had one of the better quarterbacks in the portal transfer over. I think Will Howard is a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's being kind of disrespected in some of these portal transfer rankings. He's going to have weapons. And, and I don't know. Everybody can feel a way about Bill O'Brien. He has this remarkable thing where he coached for Belichick for like seven years, and he coached for Saban for two, and he didn't win a title in any of those runs. Can you imagine doing that? You coached with Belichick and, and Saban. Saban. He didn't get a single ring And you didn't get one ring out of any of that. <laughs> he missed all the winnings. It's a devastating moment. I, I don't <laughs> think most people love Bill O'Brien. I'm not actually thinking that's where the worry is. I think the worry would be what they're doing with Hartline, O'Brien, and Ryan Day going in with all that pressure. Yeah, I, to me it was Ohio State a couple of years ago realizing that they're not good enough at the line of scrimmage and they need to get better. When Oregon went in and ran all over them with Anthony Brown, I think that was a wake-up call of like, wait, what? That, yeah. huh? They should have lost to Fresno State. That Oregon team could have been 6-6. Six and six. They weren't even that good. Uh, and they collapsed late in the season. That was an embarrassing loss. And I think after, ever since then they have reshaped what the roster looks like. Now we all judge it because they haven't been able to beat Michigan, but they are elite at the line of scrimmage now in a way that they haven't been maybe in a long time where they were win games you know, with C.J. Stroud or go back you know, even further, you know, uh, Haskins or whoever it might be. They'd win games 56 to 38. And you're like, hey, look at that. Ohio State's great. Now they're winning games 31 to 10. And it's like, hey, what's wrong with Ohio State? They're just not as explosive offensively. But if they're going to play that level of defense, they don't have to be. Well, and the other part is, I, again, I think they upgraded at quarterback quite a bit. So I think that offense, yeah. it may not go back to 56 to 7 or something, but 31-10 might become 41-10. Sure. And that might only be 10 points, but that's a big difference. I think when you have a competent quarterback, that's kind of the difference you will see with them. He's a good he's a good runner, too, and that could be a different yes. dynamic than McCord, not the quickest guy in the world. The, uh, the, 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 uh, the after effects of Harbaugh leaving the Big Ten is a fascinating one. We'll have the next 30 days with Michigan players. We'll see what happens with that. They're all just running from landing, man. DeBoer <laughs> doesn't want to face him. He's too scared. That's Yeah, he Jim went Harbaugh to— wants out. Can you say somebody's scared if they oh, ran terrified. to face Georgia every time? Terrified. Okay. Absolutely right. terrified. I love that. He's play, he doesn't want to face Georgia the West. He wants to face Georgia the East. Speaking of terrified, <laughs> the Western Conference is terrified of the Blazers. Somebody break the Blazers up. We'll talk about them. They're winning Houston next on The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, The Fan. Well, somebody break up the Blazers, Dirt. They've won three of five, and they won in overtime last night against the old Houston Rockets on a back-to-back thanks to a Jeremy Grant three. A little miracle there at the buzzer. With 1.2 seconds left, the little fade on the wing, bank in three. And they dominated in overtime, and they win 137 to 131 in OT. I've seen some reporting. I'm trying to listen and read as much as I can on some of this stuff because mm-hmm. we're close to the deadline. And there's a little, there's a little intel. I don't know. You know, you don't have to believe it. Little sound. There's some noise. Uh Blazers aren't in a rush to trade Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Grant. We're running it back, huh? Yeah. Run it back. What are we doing? We're winning three of our last five is what we're doing. They're only 28 games below 500. One Uh, one listener noted. No, 18 games below 500. I'm bad at math. One listener noted last night, hey, you guys been trashing DA 18 and 17 last night. Why don't we stop the trashing the DA? (laughs) I mean, if he does that for a month straight, then I'll stop trashing him. But one good game does not mean he's living up to the hype and potential as a franchise building block. Malcolm Brogdon has one more year left on his deal after this season. And I, I, I would be... You can't do that, dude. What's the Clark Griswold head to the carpet? Head sewn to the carpet. I yeah. I would that I, that phrase with me on not trading Malcolm Brogdon or not being in a quote rush to trade him, whether it's now no or way. whether it's in the offseat. Like, you, what are we doing? No, they're trading. That him has at the to deadline. be. Are we sure? 
Are we trusting this organization to do, do the right thing? Remember when we remember so when we were going to go all in so hard that you're you're going to hurt your loins are going to hurt. You're going to make so fun all of us. You're going to be so uncomfortable with how all in we went to win with Damian Lillard. You're not even going to know what hit you, man. How much sex would you have to have for your loins to hurt? <laughs> a lot of sex. Man, when sex becomes sex. painful, yeah. you're like, man, did you just ruin sex for me the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Let me look at the YouTube camera here. I will proclaim Joe Cronin. He will do the right thing. Okay, sure. He will make that necessary trade. Yes, he totally will. Just like that's why they tanked for two years to build a title team around Dame and then drafted two 18-year-olds and started an overhaul rebuild after lying to the fan base and the franchise player for two years. I'm in total agreement with you that they're going to do the right thing here and they're going to trade Malcolm Brogdon. Let's you use... can't not trade if you... Yeah. You can't not trade him. Well, you, you can't, actually. You, you can't. You, you can't. You could choose not to trade him. I just, I look, <laughs> last night was fun if you care about winning and losing or the Blazers. <laughs> that's great. Congratulations. I'm glad you Why had... Why are you so miserable? I just don't care about the team this wow. year. I'm watching. I watched like 75% of that game last night. What do you want from me? I'm not emotionally invested in it. I don't care. I dare you. But I have the same reaction at the end of every game. What? Has Scoot Henderson been able to play any minutes in an overtime in his NBA career? He wasn't on the floor at all last night he in overtime. He did not play the end of that game. No. He wasn't in, in the fourth quarter, hardly at all down the stretch. He didn't play at all in overtime. I, it Wait, just, it's wasn't inc- he the third overall pick? He was. Okay. Yeah, he was. And aren't the Blazers 18 games below 500 with no hope on the horizon? Can't you guys just take the nice <laughs> things when you get them? I'd I mean, love to beat the Houston Rockets. Let me just say that. Are you I, anti-Rocket? I hate the Rockets. Hate the, what do I hate the Rockets for? I feel like the I've Rockets... hated the Rockets since they did the James Harden thing, and I didn't stop hating them. Was it Clyde? A little Clyde mixed in there? Clyde winning in Houston? Is there a deep-seated well, subliminal yeah. hatred from our childhoods? There is a bit of that. I've always, uh, I've always wanted to ask lifetime Blazer fan that is older than us, like, didn't he ruin a little bit of what he did here? Like, he, It's one thing to go to back home and win a ring with your boy from college. I get it. You go in the Hall of Fame as a rocket? Yeah, we got issues there. Like, eh, piss off. <laughs> That's kind of where I, my stance is on that. I, I love Dream. I used to, you know, Stevie Franchise was fun for a couple seasons. He was. That old Rockets logo was great, too. And yeah, Chuck Barkley and Scott Pippen. Like, those were fun years. <laughs> First name basis. Chuck. Scott. Scott. Hey, what's up, Scott? Well, Big Scott Big fan Pippen. of your game, Scott. Uh, but, yeah, since the James Harden Clipper days, I've I've hated. I Actually, I'll take it a step further back. I hated the Rockets when they had Yao and... Ron Artest, and they came into Portland, and we thought we were beating a first-round team, and we got our asses handed to us. That was not a fun playoff series. No, that was like being bullied and having to watch it every time they played. Finally back in the playoffs. I'll go that far back. At that point, I've hated that franchise. That's and fair. now they've got Ime, who, like, he's the local guy, but, like, kind of a e- weird yeah. sleaze bag, <laughs> yeah. and... Now they got Dylan Brooks. Like, yeah, I know, go Ducks for some of you, but come on. Like, there's no way you're proud of that. And he's a legend, Duck legend, baby. I just uh, Final Four, get you one of these, Gregor. I, I hate the Rockets. Even in a tanking year, I will take a nice <laughs> win over the Rockets any day of the week. That's fair. I will give you. I mean, if you want positives, DeAndre Ayton was one. That's great. Congratulations. I hope that continues. Um, one game once a month is not going to be enough to make thirty million dollars a year, however much money he's making. Like, you're capable of doing that on a consistent basis. You're a, you claimed. You're a max player, and you're going to continue to be a max player. Seven points and two rebounds. Well, he didn't claim it. He is. (laughs) By definition, his contract says he is a max player. Okay, Hassan Whiteside. Seven points and two rebounds is not max player level, right? So let's go ahead and do that. I'm not asking for 18 and 17 every night, but you can be much better than you've been. Well, 12 points on 10 shots is not efficient good. It's not efficient at all. Don't look at me weird by saying, okay, Hassan Whiteside. I'm not saying that DeAndre Ayton and Hassan Whiteside are the same exact player. What happened to Hassan Whiteside after he signed a max contract in the NBA, though? Uh, Nothing. He signed a couple of really small contracts after that, so for Ayton to say, oh, I'm still going to be... Bro, you got to keep the effort up, and we're starting. Guys, to they see won. Me. We're such a this is such a downer segment. I'm over yeah. here just living in happiness. Well, we're starting. What, what is Why? this like? Three months into the season, <laughs> what? what's there to be into I, DeAndre's first season, and we're already seeing some of the issues creep out of that locker room. Oh, we like absolutely we are. In Phoenix, absolutely shocking. We got shooters. Remember that video? <laughs> we got shooters. Most exciting young team in the NBA. <laughs> we got shooters. Jabari Walker's been really good, though. That was fun to see him continue to play well. We got a guy. That's that's a bonus for me. Jabari Walker's a lot of fun to watch. Better Hit a couple too. of big free throws late in that game, too, in overtime. I'm not uh, worried at a uh, like long-term level here, but I, I it would be nice if Tamani's three-point percentage would rise a little bit because I love Tamani Kamara. He has no offensive game to speak of. <laughs> 
There's nothing on the other end of the floor. That's you. That's watch why him. he was a second round. Pick. I was gonna say you watch him and you go, God, what a steal! And then you watch him for like an extended period. You go, that yeah, there, there's a second roundness right there. It's it's the lack of offense. They have won three of five. They have. They should have. I mean, they should have won an OKC too. Yes, they should have. That, that should have I mean, been a win, absolutely, or we easily t- could have been a win. We talked about that. Uh, we'll see what they do at the deadline. I'm interested. I I don't buy the noise or whatever you want to categorize it. They're not in a rush. Like okay, and then somebody comes with the right offer. Brogdon's been good this year. Yes, and Jeremy seems like something they want to keep. I think they've let that kind of publicly be known. But what if somebody gives you like? Two firsts and a player. He's he's a nice piece for a team that's maybe looking to contend or take a step up. Yeah, I'd imagine the response would be, you know, how many draft picks do you need? And I would say in a rebuild, you, you get as many as you can. I want and- as many as Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. There's your answer right <laughs> and there. Hopefully you can turn it into something. To your point on Camaro, though, this is it just kind of symbolizes another issue that I have. Mm. Even in the happy days of a win and winning three out of five, it's you're just you're in this weird flux position, right? Like, what are you trying to win games right now, or are you trying to develop for the future? And it feels like Portland is trying to do both again. And this is my issue with Brogdon and why I desperately want him to get traded. I don't care what your final record is this year. I want Scoot playing 40 minutes a night. Kamara's minutes have dipped significantly as the year has gone on. In the first month of the year, he was up around 26-ish minutes a game. Then it was down to about 25. Now he's down to barely 22. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it's going in the wrong direction. We know how talented he is defensively. You can argue he's a liability offensively, and you're not wrong. He is. He has no offensive game. I just tend to be of the belief with all these young guys that they're going to learn by playing and you're going to learn by going through things and, oh, I tried that move and it didn't work or, hey, I can try this or maybe back cuts are one I need to work. Whatever the case, like him being on the floor is going to help his development and you're in this weird flux again of are we trying to win and celebrate being 13 and 31 or are we focusing on developing young guys and not caring what the record is? We can't have it both ways. Yes. <laughs> To all of those things you threw at me. Uh, Loaded second hour, Pete Gilbert's going to join us live from Baltimore, Maryland. The NBC affiliate, our stop of the uh, conference championship games. We'll go to Baltimore today. We're going to start the second hour with the NFL, and I'm going to ask you this. Will the numbers 10.3 and .91 rear their heads this weekend? It's a fascinating thing when I explain what the numbers mean. Hour two, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 